TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie. It is 94 WIP. So... There's a lot I got to say. There's a lot over the last week and a half because obviously it's been almost all about the Eagles today, and rightfully so. But let me just make this point because you guys know there's a few tried and trues in my sports brain, and one of which has been the expansion of the playoffs and what a farce it is for professional sports that the playoffs keep getting expanded. Are you guys aware there are currently seven teams, seven, as we enter week 18? It's not even week 17 anymore. It's 18 now for the final week in football. Seven teams eligible to make the playoffs that right now have a record of 500 or worse. And let me say this to you, Mr. Richie, and you, Mr. Seltzer, you bums. And everyone else out there, I'm not going to call you a bum. I just call these guys because they're actually my friends. I call them bum. But everyone else that thinks like these knuckleheads, I'll call you a knucklehead. Any knucklehead can score. Got a rebound. Um, you don't get to criticize the world. And do this whole uh, uh, participation trophy society criticism and then be like, oh, but I'm, I'm for participation trophies in the playoffs. Guys, how in the world can we have 16 games have already been played for every team in the NFL? Seven teams are still available to make the playoffs 500 or worse. And you guys are anti-participation trophies, but pro third wild card in sports. It's bad. You, th- you think the uh, not right, man. It's not right. The Green Bay Packers have a chance in the postseason. In the postseason, yeah. If they make the postseason, they'd have a chance. Sure. I mean, they play right. San Francisco. Like be a you, tough think, game. you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a chance? Well, the, the Phillies postseason. just did it. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. What, so, what's your point? So, my point is, I'm great yes, with I think expanding playoffs because sometimes teams come together at the right time, and it's later in the year and they can beat anyone else who's out there. You're Even if their record is knotted up at 500, they can still be the best team in the NFL come February, whatever it is. 
I, I, I don't like it. I think you're being squirmy here. I, I think you're not taking ownership of your hypocritical nature. I'm just being honest. I, I like I, it's nothing to do with hypocrisy. The opportunity. It has, yeah, I, I like that other teams, other fans, fan bases, us last year are involved to the end of the year, that more teams have more to play for, that there's more interest. Like, I get your point. I just feel differently. I disagree. I like the other side of it. You think that Buffalo Patriots game is going to be a hoot to watch in the first round? Buffalo versus the 8-8 eight eight Patriots. I think the, 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 the Niners-Packers game is going to be awesome. Well, Packers probably aren't going to make it, but I get your if point. If the Packers win, they're in. Packers, no. the Packers, the only team in the NFC of those teams. It's it's them, Seattle, and the Lions. One of the three can make it, and the Packers, the only one winning it. Oh, so the Packers the are the favorite to make the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure they're going to beat the Lions in Lambeau. Oh. So yeah, Fine. I think they're lock them in. in. Lock them in. Then lock them in. All right, all right. So I think that's kind of fun. I just think it's a joke. I think it's a total joke that teams that are eight and eight with one more game to go are going to make the playoffs. A couple of them. I think it's ridiculous. It's good. We'll get. I, I got an ode. To one of my former, uh, the, that I would criticize a lot. Now I actually kind of like fell in love with this guy. We'll get to that in a second. Let's go to Tom and Abington. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy Tom. New Year, buddy. Hey, uh, Gardner Grinchu stole my Christmas and my New Year's. <laughs> Boy, he stunk, man. He stunk. Yeah. He was terrible. You know, listening to these airwaves all of last week, um, and this charge was led by TK, and a plethora of uh, callers as well. The Saints are so bad, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. The Eagles will just roll out of bed and roll over the Saints. You know, watching that game, it's almost as if that's exactly what the team thought. So here's the thing, Tom. I have wondered about that, and I don't – so by team, are you saying players? Are you saying coach? Okay, so here's my argument against that. The defense gave up 13 points. Yes. The wide receivers, maybe with the exception of A.J. Brown not firing off on the interception, the wide receivers did their job. Mm. It, 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 like, to me, so much of this, the running backs did their job. So much of this just comes down to Minshew. I think there's a lot of people taking a, a blanket and putting it over the whole team. Like, oh, they didn't show up. Now, the quarterback stunk. Mm. I mean, well, right? The- yeah, yeah, the quarterback stunk, that's for sure. The coaching stunk. Well, that that is true, but that's different. That's different than – I mean, I just think they were dumb. I think the way Sirianni and Steichen schemed it up on offense was dumb. They had Minshew doing Hurts kind of stuff, which he can't do. They, right. they weren't running the ball enough. They weren't feeling that Minshew was struggling and that Driscoll was struggling and that Mulata was struggling. And, hey, let's run the ball more because we have a struggling offensive passing game. They didn't feel the game. The coaches didn't feel the game. Yeah, it was a mess. And, 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 you know, we only need one of these last three games to win. Well, if you ask me, am I hitting a panic button? I'm hitting every panic button on my console. This is ridiculous. Try to have a good one, fellas. All right, buddy. Tom, take care, pal. Appreciate it. So, John, I got the Twitter poll question in front of me here. Mm -hmm. What was the biggest reason uh, the Eagles – what was the biggest reason why the Eagles lost yesterday? Three choices. A, Minshew, he stunk. B, Sirianni and Stike and everything to do with them. You know, bad game plan, didn't run the ball enough, the whole thing. C, team was overconfident. What do you think won here today, John? Gardner Minshew stunk. So he should have won, and incredibly he did not win this poll, which is shocking to me because I thought he was far and away the biggest reason. So people are putting it on Sirianni and Stike. Correct. Sirianni, Stike, and 51%. 38% say Minshew. 11% 11% say team overconfident. Uh, okay. That I surprises mean, people me. People are very upset 
about the the lack of run game, and I I get that. I do think I do think there's just so much that goes into that, and and I am a little bit worried. Tom talking about pressing all the panic buttons. I'm not panicked against this Giants team this week. We should not be. They are they are not trying to win the game. So you know that that's great for us. First seed. I'm a little bit worried that that the lack of run game is not just that they didn't call runs. It's that we're calling in run pass options right. on almost, you know, I, I don't know what the percentage of the plays are. And defenses are learning to dictate what we do. They're telling us, they're giving us the, the signals to do one thing, and then they can take it away because they know what it's going to be. You know, we, we talked originally about, hey, is this uh, Steichen-Siriani approach too simple? You know, like, why is it that that NFL teams have for so long resisted the idea of the, the option stuff? And sure. remember, once upon a time, like, the Wildcat was kind of similar. I think it was a lot less involved for and sure. with a lot less options. but. You know, that had its heyday, and then it went away because teams figured, figured it, it out. out. Figured it out, yeah. Uh, there's a small panic button for me for that. You know, good defenses, if they can tell us what to do, and then we do it, and we don't have the next wave of responses, then what if Jalen Hurts – like, I think Jalen Hurts is incredible, and I do think he deserves that MVP. I don't think he'll win it. What if not even his excellence can overcome a defense that knows what's coming? Well, so that was the story, and it was a short story. It was only three years, but it was the story of Chip Kelly here because he had something people didn't know how to deal with in the beginning, and then they figured it out, and then he didn't have a counterpunch. And then that was it. Bye-bye. Now, look, I am not nearly that worried on the, on the, on the Sirianni front, but I am aware as you talk about it, I agree with you, that it's something we should be aware of. I just tend to think when Hertz gets in there, things will look normal and the offense will still roll. But I'm not oblivious to the fact that what you're describing could be a problem. Could be. Normal being excellent, like far and away the best team in the NFL. Yeah. That's that's absolutely what I believed we had. And now, you know, injuries have added that's up. That's part of it, We've too. been hit with the injury bug later than other teams. No question. No question. Let's that's go. not good. Let's talk to Judy right now. Hi, Judy. Hey guys, happy new year. Happy new year, Judy. Happy new year. Okay. I have a whole slew of points I was going to make, but I want to touch on the defense, which no one has touched on. But to everyone's point, uh, Nick Sirianni and Shane Spiker knew exactly what they were doing when they didn't draw the plays up for Minshew. They knew that the timing would be off and like Kelsey getting the false start over. 16 games, we've had 20 total, which is one and a quarter per game. We had, what, three or four yesterday? They wow. knew that nobody would – that everybody would be off, which is why Dallas Goddard looked uncomfortable. Now, he may not feel 100% still, but they know that Hurts is going to get it there. So, they, they just do what they do for him. It shows how much he is the MVP. But the bigger picture, Steichen and Sirianni knew exactly what they were doing when they didn't game plan for Minshew, and they let that offense go out there and think that they would play the same, even if Minshew was able to pull it out, because it's just it's night and day. Well, it is so weird, they, Judy. It is so weird that they essentially had the same 
total structure with Minshew as Hurts. I mean, look, as if, for instance, uh, Montrez Harrell barely plays for the Sixers, but when he does, I'm assuming even Doc Rivers knows, let's not run the exact same offense as we run when Joel Embiid's out there. I mean, like <laughs> Miles Sanders had 12 total carries oh against God. a defense that's tw- a team that's 22 against the run defense. You tell me that Nick Sirianni don't know that. Well, that's but that's but that's it. different, Judy. That was they were trying to protect Miles Sanders because he, hey, well, because that's he's what banged I'm saying. Out. They yeah. didn't. They were trying to protect everybody and letting it ride for Minshew, knowing that the timing would be off and these guys wouldn't be. They wouldn't go. They wouldn't have to go hard because when Hurts is in there, they don't have to. So it was almost like they rested guys without actually saying they were resting them. Because this is interesting just, it, because I do think that's what I saw in Dallas Goddard. I, I do think the way exactly. Dallas Goddard played, it was almost like he was resting while playing. And because there's such taboo with even arrest players, you got to clinch that they're not going to come out and say that was their way of resting the team. And they put it on the defense, which – Enough about Sirianni and Spike, and it was their fault. Luckily, they have one more game. Hurts will come back, and everything will be clicking, and hopefully they don't have this complacency that yeah. we saw yesterday. All right, Judy, good phone call. Very interesting stuff right there. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I, you know, They didn't want to change it up and make all the waves and move guys all over the place and reconstitute the offense because they know this offense will work when Jalen gets back. They know he's almost ready to be back. They're not worried about the injury. But that when part he gets back. that part confuses me. I understand the why not play Miles Sanders more. You're trying to I don't understand why not have a different style of offense with Minshew. That I don't understand. Well I don't understand that. I I don't really understand it either because yeah. I do think you're going out there and doing everything you can to put your players in the best possible position to win. And I don't think they did that. But, do, do they think it's hard on the other players, the other ten guys, the other skill position players, um, to run different different plays, routes or just di- no? I mean, I, I don't think it's hard. I, I think a, a playbook is gigantic, and and there are a lot of plays that they've been running since well, that's my OTAs point. Are they tr- that they could easily go back to and program in for that week specifically. I would think so, but do you lend think lend themselves more to Gardner Minshew's talent? I I agree. I'm saying, do you think they don't trust the other players? They don't want to overcomplicate their brains? And I they don't just... think that. I mean, I don't know, but I I think that seems unlikely, I, but it is possible. I mean, they just didn't want to upset the apple cart and like <laughs> revamp everything when you're oh, so boy. close and and you're thinking, hey, we know it won't be great, but it might be just good enough. Yeah, it'll probably win anyway. I and mean, the team kind of played like that was their right. Their, the, yeah. the, their MO. All right, so in addition to everything with the Eagles, um, I, I got a – what is an ode, by the way? Does anyone know what an ode actually is? Because I want to do an ode to a former Philadelphia athlete. An ode? Yeah, like, you know, it's like, you, like a – Yeah, it's like a uh, – Like you dedicate yeah, a I'd like statement to dedica- or a song Yeah, I'd like to, to dedicate someone. a statement. I want to dedicate a statement to the now no longer with us – I mean, he's alive. I'm just saying he's no longer Philadelphia athlete. Gene Segura, who – God bless him. Oh, now, over, really? What a turnaround. Well, he did have a turnaround. He did yeah, have a well, turnaround. I'm talking about you having a turnaround. <laughs> so if you missed the news, it was like, I don't know, four days ago, five days ago. Segura signed with the Miami Marlins. A two-year, $17 million deal. Even Richie knows that's $8.5 million a year. Um, which, which, which puts an end to the – doesn't mean the Phillies won't trade Reese Hoskins. I don't, although I don't think they will, but 
puts an end to they will trade Reese Hoskins to move Bohm to re-sign Segura. Like, that's off the table. Now, they could do it for someone else, but they won't do it for Segura. He's a Marlin. He's gone. But I would just like to say to, to Gene Segura, if he's out there listening, I thought you were not all in. And I was very critical. And I thought you had some childish behavior, throwing the ball at the glove that one time. There was that time when he did the dust-up with Girardi. Was that in Milwaukee like two or three years ago? Him and Girardi got into it. And I just felt like this guy wasn't a winner. And that's probably right, by the way. And then and then something changed. And then something changed. And he, he found – no, maybe I was just wrong. But Or maybe they just made the playoffs because they were the third wild-card seed and then they, they got in and phony baloney. And then he just got hot and then I was really happy with him. But he got a big hit. He got a he got a big hit in game one versus the Cardinals. And beyond that, though, he really was a, a tremendously dependable glove. He was a he was an a very underrated glove. An arm. An arm. He had a good he had a really good arm, a really good glove. And and I came over the last honestly two years to see him, even when I was frustrated with him, as in a lot of instances, I'd say their second most dependable hitter. He wasn't gonna get you as many homers as as uh Reese. Or as many homers as JT, second or third, with JT somewhere in there. Like I, I trusted him, even in the World Series when he didn't hit much, and he did not hit much. He, he tailed off as the playoffs went on. Anytime Gene Segura came to the plate, I felt pretty good. Like this guy's going to give you Absolutely. a real at bat. So I just want to say to Segura, fight. he was going to get the bat on the ball. He good was man, put the ball in play. Yeah. Well, and, how about? That, and he also Joe? showed us when they won the division, not the division, when they won the wild card thing whatever that thing's called, third wild card. And he was full of so much joy when he was being interviewed. I think it was by Tom McCarthy. And I felt like we were seeing a side of Segura. All those guys, personality. All all of a sudden, all these boring guys had personality. So anyway, Gene Segura, God bless you, You buddy. You really turned a corner. And you know what? Standing O when he comes back, probably in April or May, standing O when the Marlins come to town. Seltzer, standing O for Gene Segura. Without a doubt. And I never... A year and a half ago, two years ago, would have thought I'd be standing up for Gene. Neither did we, buddy. Neither did we. <laughs> let's go to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Scott and King of Prussia. Hi, Scott. Hey, guys. Greetings. Greetings. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and greetings. greetings. So I, I think we've learned that the, they were not as deep a team as we thought we were. Um, a fully functional Eagles team is the best team in the NFL, but – with the injuries that we have, um, the drop-off that you see, obviously, from Hurts to Minshew, uh, Chris Sims, his little take, if that doesn't prove that um, it, the system quarterback is not um, just a plug-and-play, Hurts is the real deal. Um, Lane Johnson to Driscoll is just so gigantic. Um, mm-hmm. And the other line, the, the line is really suffering for it. You've got Gardner and Maddox, um, the other D-backs. Look at their play over the last, I don't know, four or five games. Um, It's really diminished. And what I'm trying to say is we are simply not as deep a team as we thought. I think we are a Super Bowl caliber team at full strength. But with these injuries, I'm concerned. Um, So, Let me just say, before you get to the second point, I agree with your assessment. I do. But I will also say, I'm disappointed in Minshew and Driscoll. Like, I expected them to be better than horrendous. And they should be better than horrendous because they have been at various points in their career. They were both horrible. 
horrible. Joe, here's what I would say to that. Your, your Twitter poll should have had the offensive line on there as well because the offensive line yeah. was horrendous yesterday versus the Saints. And guess what? Minshew's a product of that offensive line. Now, I, when I say that, Minshew was terrible yesterday, but honestly, um, outside of Hurts, I'm not sure – I'm not, you know, any quarterback back there yesterday was going to have trouble with the way our line played. People aren't talking about that enough. Um, I do think that the drop-off from Lane Johnson to, to Driscoll has had a major, major impact on our line. I am not a Driscoll fan. I, I, don't, I would personally would rather see Dillard out there and shift Mulata. Also, can you answer me, has anyone seen Cam Jurgens this year? Well, I mean, Not this kid's athletic. You telling me that he can't play guard? He can't play guard. Well, I think you know, he injured guards. You know? I think he could. He, the guards are healthy. Just, yeah, that, that's the but issue. But you got to shift. I don't know. I, I just feel like you got to get your best athletes out there. If you can find a way to, to I don't know, to, to, I, to, for me, there is no question that Driscoll does not cut it. And if he doesn't cut it, he needs to be replaced. Well, he what's so weird, Scott, yeah, what's, again, and appreciate the call, what to me is so weird about that is I thought when Driscoll's gotten in there in the past, he's done, a, like, a fine job. Hey, uh, me too. And they've shown, they've spoken about a lot of confidence in him, and they've shown confidence in, in putting him in there, and yep. he's acquitted himself very well. You know, what if, and this is just occurring to me, and this is a hypothetical, okay. what if, you asked the question earlier, why didn't they change the offense to suit the quarterback? Is it because they didn't want to throw everything off for everyone else? Mm -hmm. What if, you know, and I've felt all year that when this offensive line, in, in line with what he was talking about, is asked to just strictly pass protect, not do the RPO, your run blocking, and then it might become a pass. Right. When they're asked to just pass protect, they are not up to that task. They are not very effective. You know, they're, they're leaky inside at the guard positions. As path protectors, say Amalu and Landon Dickerson, it's not their strength. We've seen Jordan Maialata struggle way more than I expected Agreed. as a pass protector. You know, just drop back pass protection yep. when you're kicking out yep. and hitting guys just with your hands. What if they felt like the offensive line wouldn't have been able to hold up in an offense that was suited to Gardner Minshew. That's possible. That's possible, John. Because the O-line really did struggle. And, you know, when you're putting a game plan together, you got to factor the whole thing in. So the offensive line is where it starts in this organization. And they're saying, well, we're just not that good at doing what Gardner Minshew's good at yeah. doing. So we'll try the RPO stuff because the offensive line, it ends up being better pass protection when we're, uh, you know, making it look like a run because those guys are latching on and, and trying not to really get downfield, but they're, they're kind of run blocking to pass block. And that's why yeah. they ran the offense the it's way possible. they did. It really is. 215-592-9494. Coming up, uh, if you missed it earlier, what the uh, Giants head coach, Brian Dable, uh, said today about uh, the Giants and their intention of whether to play their starters week 18 or not, and obviously as that relates to the Eagles and the one seed, the whole deal. What Dable said, you'll hear it next. Jared Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, one of the things I love about betting on the NFL is always finding new player or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino is combining these props with other bets from the same game 
to score an even bigger payout. Perfect for tonight's game and a pretty damn good game indeed when you talk about Cincinnati and Buffalo. Big, big AFC playoff implications. Two teams obviously headed to the postseason. They could see each other again in the postseason. And with Joe Burrow passing yards tonight, Steph Diggs, uh, how many catches he'll have, how many touchdowns, Josh Allen, his rushing yardage. It's all there for you to lock in on with FanDuel Sportsbook, including the opportunity to lock in a same-game parlay, one of many reasons to bet FanDuel Sportsbook. Other reasons, how about live betting in-game? How about fast withdrawals when you win? When you win, they'll get you paid instantly. How about odds boosts and specials all the time with FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94WIP? So sign up using promo code HAMMER. That's promo code HAMMER for this game tonight or any of the games up ahead, including the Week 18 matchups across pro football. It's all there for you with promo code HAMMER to get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 and make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Well, yesterday was a bad day for the Eagles. Now, all hope is not lost for the one seed. First off, you got another game. Should win the game. And there's a really good chance Giants won't even play their real players in the game. So, (laughs) got all that going for you. Uh, A lot of today has been about a look back to yesterday. But let's actually look ahead for a moment here to the Eagles-Giants game six days from now. Uh, But by way of doing so, look at what uh, Brian Dable, the Giants coach, said yesterday and what Brian Dable said today. Let's start with what he said yesterday post-game. Giants play their game. They clinch a playoff spot. Um, they are completely locked into the sixth seed. What you're going to hear is a tale of two Dables. A tale of two Dables. Yesterday, Brian Dable. Today, Brian Dable. Here's Brian Dable yesterday after the game when asked about the starters and you know the, whether they're going to play all out against the Eagles. Any thought, too, if we got to pull back on some guys this week? We, we I, will or rest? No. No. Help any rest? No, no. You get rest after the season. It's a long season. This is the, it's the fun part of the season. You know, it's the fun part of the season when you're winning. You're bad part of the season when you're losing. Okay, so fun part of the season when you're winning and they won. And so it, maybe he's just skirting around it or, or maybe that's his intention. He's actually going to play the players, blah, blah, blah. Well, Brian Dable today uh, singing a different tune. And I think uh, all of us as Eagles fans should feel a certain sigh of relief Although it takes a little bit of the edge off of the game. I'll say that's the part of it as a sports fan that's not always the most fun because you want the games to really matter and have intrigue. And this game will have less intrigue if the Giants don't play their starters. And it looks like at least some of them won't play. Maybe none of them will play based on what Brian Dable said today. Here's Dable uh, just a short time ago. I'll get right to it. What's your plan for uh, for this week as far as playing starters? I'd say we'll talk about it and do what's best for the team. Uh, so it's... Early Monday, uh, go out there and try to have a good week of practice, prepare like we normally do, and then decide what we want to do relative to you know who's playing, who's not playing. Um, whatever we think is best for, for our team, that's what we'll end up doing. What considerations will go into that decision? Because obviously you guys are locked in, so what do you what will make that determination for you? Uh, oh, Joe and I will have some conversations, talk to the coaches, and you know, I don't think we need to make that decision right now. Um, so we'll do it again. We'll do whatever we think is best for for our guys and our team. At you know, come come this week. Well, very obvious, John. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't playing their dudes. How many hours apart are those two uh, statements? Less than twenty-four. I had a little talk with someone. <laughs> what happened? I'd love a follow-up question of someone at Giants reporter. It's like, what happened to this being the fun part of the season when you get to win? Uh, and then what he said, Celsius, the fun part of this, you get to win, fun part of the season. Oh, that part doesn't exist anymore. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Ben. Hi, Ben. Hey, 
guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ben. Uh, I wonder if I can make two two points. Um, the first one, you know, was the A.J. Brown comment. I understand, you know, that it's kind of throwing his player under the bus. Mm-hmm. But the way I'm looking at it is I'm tired of being told that people like uh, Derek Barnett are the greatest player on the face of the earth. Hmm. I want people to start being called out. Because huh. Darius Slay kind of called out his eyes down, look what happened next week. Maybe, maybe that lit a fire under him, and maybe he can get it from that. Yeah, well, this this coaching staff is more about accountability than than you know what we've gathered from previous staffs. You know, like I, I love what we've heard about Sirianni and and company, making sure guys are honest about their performance. You know, even they when they watch the film, they put the numbers up of guys who've done wrong, and maybe this is a reflection of that. You know, they call guys out. And they correct them. And now we've heard in back-to-back weeks, players just sort of following suit. Listen, Ben, maybe. It it feels to me like a little bit of a stretch. I mean, I guess what you're saying is he's trying to be a good teammate by holding his teammate accountable and doing so publicly. But the doing so publicly part is where it doesn't meet the usual standard of being a good teammate. Because usually that's we'll do it in-house. Can right. I second point real quick, guys? Sure, go for it. I just want to say how personally proud of the fan I am that for the first time in NFL history, our Philadelphia Eagles have four players that have 10 or more sacks this season. It's pretty cool, Ben. And listen, man, appreciate the phone call. And anything that happens thereafter, meaning in week 18, game 17, will now be with the additional game. So it loses some luster. Like if they were to, for instance, break the 85 Bears sack record. It's it's got the Roger Maris Babe Ruth reality, like you got extra games to do it, at least based on the sixteen game standard. Of course, back in the seventies and prior to that, the fourteen game standard, and I think further back sixty years ago, the twelve game standard. But for what they accomplished, John, in sixteen games, I mean, it's it's an outrageous number of sacks. <laughs> what are they up to, like sixty two or something? Uh, yeah, somewhere in the sixties. Yeah, I can look. Think it up. that's outrageous. Sixty-eight or something. I thought sixty-seven Crazy. was the number I had in my head. Hold on, I'll tell you. I right. mean, that is just John. That's unbelievable. They're at sixty-seven sacks, so the most ever is seventy-two. That's so. That is something. Else. Are they the record holder? If they, you know, break the record, a little asterisk in there. Uh, yeah. What's it called, John? An asterisk. 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 It. There will be a bit of an asterisk, but. <laughs> Think about that. That's the that's the Bears. That you know, yeah. the Buddy Ryan Bear defense. Uh, Wild Richard Dent coming off the edge. Wilbur Marshall. Yeah. Dan Hampton. That. I know, man. And they they were sending guys. Like, oh, we're uh, not. That's right. I well. There's I also think more they were sending guys. They, they, oh no, they were sending scheme, guys. That scheme was it, it right. was groundbreaking. Well, also the they they pass the ball now more, so that that makes a it a lot easier to make sacks. Plus, yeah, you know, to get sacks. It feels like they pass the ball twice as much, so you yeah. have twice as much opportunity to get them. But right. no one's no one's come close to that, uh, you know, often. It's and, really and astounding. We're right there. It's so, it's very cool. And great congrats job by us. Congrats to Brandon Graham on the tenth sack yesterday. Yeah. He was obviously very excited. And the eleventh. And the eleventh. Yes, absolutely. But I, you know, to get the double. No, digits, I know. You know. I know. Let's go to now, James. This name says uh, Ms. Red Zone. Is that 
the person literally called in and said, I want to go by. That's what it was on the, the screen there. Okay. Well, let's find out who Miss Red Zone is. Hello, Miss Red Zone. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good Hi. afternoon. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy to, New Year. To you as well. All right. So just a couple things. Uh, with Miss You, what, I'm, what I observed the last two games that he's actually played, um, he's an in-the-pocket quarterback. And it seems to me he really doesn't really want to run. Mm-hmm. And there there are opportunities where he's able to get a couple yards. Um, True. Even if they decided to run the ball yesterday, and even if it was just to get three yards here, four yards here, to get a first down. And I understand New Orleans defense took over the whole game yesterday because that's pretty much what they did. Yeah, um, good. The defense, our defense actually stood up and they tried to do what they could. I agree. Um, it was the whole offense thing. But now I have an, another thing in which earlier in the season, um, they actually signed, and what I, I, I believe they should, should have done was actually kept that veteran quarterback behind. So, in other words, um, I believe the offseason, what they did was they actually signed Flacco. Now, that was, last, that was 2021. Tw- was it 21? Yeah, he was traded last year during the season, right, guys? Oh, Wasn't yeah, that... yeah, that's right. He went yeah. to the Jets. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, in other words, if you keep a veteran quarterback that actually know that they're going to be a second string and everybody knew Hurts was going to be the first string. So, in other words, keeping Flacco back there. Nah, he, 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 that guy's cooked. You know what they, they consider not, Gardner no, Minshew no, no, that no, veteran. No, not, not true because when the Jets actually used him when um, the beginning of the season, he got them the win. Yeah, but then they went off in for two different dudes. I mean, listen, I appreciate the call. I, I think everything was good until they did the last point there with the, the Flacco thing. This, listen, it's gotten really bad if we got calls for Joe Flacco now. Yeah, Old man Flacco. I mean, Seltzer, is that where we are? I they messed up. They should have kept Joe Flacco. I, mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think maybe they should have given the ball to Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott a little bit, made it a little easier on Minshew, maybe run a little bit of a different offense. I will say, I think Minshew yesterday fumbled – his chance to be a starting quarterback next year in pro football. I really yeah. do. I think, I, I think he lost it. Well, I think he lost it. He's not going to be playing for an RPO team. And, and Flacco is, yeah, he's done a lot nah, in yes, this league, yeah. but he's like Mike, Mike White is right. better. And they, by the way, Zach they, Wilson. Well, obviously, they fell apart, the Saints. Little spits. Oh, the Saints, yeah, the, 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 uh, the Jets, excuse me. A little spin around the NFL. We haven't talked any uh, sort of league-wide stuff. Let's just hit a few things quickly here. Um, Foles, guys, I mean, I, I've been Tough. looking f- for an update here. I don't even see an update. on. on uh, apparently of... sore ribs. Apparently he's okay, but he's not going to start next week. They said Sam Ellinger will start. So is Foles you still think he's a starter? done? <laughs> I, listen, Nick Foles will always have a spot in Philadelphia, yeah. and if he played for the Eagles, been a while. if he played for the Eagles He'd yesterday, they would have won. He'd be great. He'd be great. He just he. I don't know what the cultural reference is, like a superhero who can do it in one spot but can't do it in another. He is an exceptional player when he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he stinks when he plays for anyone else. I, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. Well, he's an exceptional player, like 
half the time when he plays for the Eagles, <laughs> and then all the rest of the time he's yeah, just yeah. not, right, what not else, as good as you think. What else yesterday? Carson stinks. He's probably Carson was unbelievably bad. Yeah, he's. It, the, and and the idea of of going out there like this is your chance to reclaim your spot as a starting quarterback in this league. Yeah. And the decisions were idiotic. Right, let me ask you guys a turn. Awful. Let me ask you guys a question. Maybe you didn't think of it. I did. I'm curious what your answer was. Who were you rooting for yesterday when Minnesota played their game? They lost to the Packers. Who were you rooting for? I was rooting for the Vikings even though it would keep the heat on the Eagles for the one seed because I wanted Minnesota to host in the second round against San Francisco. San Fran's who I do not want the Eagles to play. And so I wanted San Fran to have a harder path, which would be the three seed having to go to Minnesota in the divisional round. I think it was bad for the Eagles that the Vikings lost yesterday. Agree or disagree? Agree. Did I you guess. Did I you think about it beforehand? About that yeah. At all. I mean, I it, thought it was incredible that uh, the Raiders were right there neck and neck with San Francisco. They sure were. Overtime. They sure were. Jared Stidham. <laughs> Can you believe that? I, I can't. Anyway, a little, little spin around the lake. All right, let's do what we do uh, every single day at this time. Well, we check the voicemails, and we play the voicemails, at least the best of the best. Let's hit it with Tom's yours. If the beginning of this game is any indication, we'll be the fifth seed and we'll be out the first week. This is an absolute monstrosity that we're watching, and it can only get worse unless they get their head out of their ass, and Gannon needs to go, like, yesterday. Times. That's all sorts Poor of Jonathan panic. Gannon. That's, Gannon's defense give up 13 points. Hey, come on. That is a panic phone call. Fire Jonathan Gannon. This guy's <laughs> scheme Sucks. Flat out sucks. Why? Why is, why is it always Gannon? I don't get it, John. It's It wasn't Jonathan Gannon yesterday. I don't get it at all. The time is not ours right now. We got to turn this game around. We are looking sloppy on offense. Defense isn't getting the job done. Congratulations to Brandon Graham on that 10th sack. I mean, congratulations, but it's, this game is terrible. We can't even really celebrate that that much. Come on, Eagles. Let's get in the game. Well, it was bad, and beyond bad, it was another B word. You know what it was? It was really boring. Do you know, I guess, notice how boring the I game did. was? Super oh my boring. God. This game's insane. I called before about this stat before. When they go pass, 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 it results in punts 99% of the time. First half so far, three different pass, 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 three different punts. Run the friggin' ball. I'm with you, man. It was awful. What an unbelievable play. Did you see that first down? Did you see that first down with 11 seconds left in the half? That was amazing. Did they even practice this week? If it wasn't for our defensive line, it would be 40 to nothing. This is ridiculous. Well, there were a couple of Bronx cheers yesterday. One was when they finally ran the ball, and another was when they finally got a first down. And uh, How many seconds were left in the first half with the first down? I, I don't know, but it was late. It was 20 seconds-ish. It was bad, man. What is wrong with this coaching staff and their game plan? What the hell's the matter with this team? They're running the ball at will, finally gaining chunks of yards. So they decide, okay, we're tired of getting gaining yards and running it. Let's pass and jump offside six times. What the hell's the matter with them? Every time they're offside, it's a run, it's a pass play. And this guy Minshew stinks he can't pass. Run the freaking ball. Time's yours. John, is some of that on Minshew choosing passing plays on RPOs or – I would think so. I mean, some yeah. of that's got to be because yeah. you, you give the quarterback the discretion to make the call. Maybe some of it 
I think it's you, you count up the, the, the guys in the box. If you outnumber them, then you, you keep it on the ground. I, I do think part of this is the way our offense is constructed. Everybody's going to blame Minshew. He didn't look great at all. He didn't look good. Who did look good? Tell me who did look good today. On defense or offense, give me one person. I don't care about the sacks. I'm just saying. I just, I, I just, just, this team's in trouble. It goes farther than Minshew, man. Play calling was pathetic. Totally pathetic. Three minutes and 35 seconds left. It's just blocked. See, I disagree with that call. I, I think there's a misconception that most players played bad yesterday. I don't think it's true. I think there were a few players that played really bad, and it made the whole team look bad. But I thought the wide receivers did fine. I think Devontae. We haven't talked about yeah. Devontae Smith. Was he great. continues to excel. I thought the running backs were good. I thought the defense was good. I thought Jake Elliott hit a freaking 56-yard or 58-yard or whatever the heck that was. I just thought the quarterback stunk, and I thought the line stunk. Hey, way to go, birds. Way to f***ing ruin Christmas. Way to f***ing ruin New Year's. Now you got to play everybody in the final game of the regular season. And guess what? I don't have one bit of confidence that you can beat the Giants with their starters, their backups, their third string, or whoever they're playing. See, that's when a guy takes it too far. That's that's, that's the guy right there. That's the guy. Takes it too far. With that, we shut it down. The Time's Yours line. Leave Joe and John a message of your thoughts, compliments, and complaints. Call 215-238-4500.